0: Now, we were talking about the death of Taylor Nee and the fact that there is no one regulatory body to supervise our adventure tourism. The answers as to why Taylor died are, according to officials, many, many months away. The family of Taylor are raising concerns about the way investigations in this country are handled. Chris Jordan is the father of British tourist Emily Jordan, who died while riverboarding in Queenstown. In 2008 the company involved was prosecuted but Chris Jordan was appalled by a system he felt treated him as an interfering Brit somebody who was just out to make trouble because his daughter had had the temerity to die while she was on holiday he campaigned vigorously for common health and safety procedures across all adventure tourism companies wanted a regulatory body to be set up he thought after a letter to John Key that had happened in fact it was disbanded a matter of months later because there was no government funding for it. I spoke to Chris Jordan earlier, started by saying that I found the whole situation appalling and every time he hears about this happening 11 years later, yet again in New Zealand, it must make him feel sick.
1: Yes, it does. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, obviously, uh, when Emily died, And I started to investigate what was going on. Um, I was just horrified with the fact that there was basically no health and safety at all. I mean, certainly with what Em was doing, riverboarding, I mean, nobody was inspecting any company. Nobody knew how many companies were operating in the adventure tourism sector. And it was just diabolical. But I mean, obviously, we got a degree of change, although... um, It was extraordinary, really. It took a long time and it was apparently a New Zealand government initiative in the end, Um, although they should have been doing it a long, long time previously. But obviously things carry on and dangerous things continue to happen and kids die and it's appalling.
0: After you wrote um, to John Key, our, pri- our then Prime Minister, there was an organisation mm-hmm. that was going to fill the safety gaps and then it was disbanded because of a lack of government funding, which just yeah. must be, must be so yeah. frustrating because you want to feel that some good has come out of a tragedy. Otherwise yeah. it just feels yeah. futile, yeah. doesn't it?
1: Well, it, it does. But obviously New Zealand continues to attract Young people who want to do adventurous in inverted commas things, um, but they're things that wouldn't take place anywhere else in the Western world. Uh, you know, they're far too dangerous. They're not obviously adequately supervised or adequately checked. I mean, part of that is down to the New Zealand system, which is again unique in the Western world of the way insurance manages. You know, you couldn't, you can't do dangerous things in the UK or Europe or Canada or. The U.S. or Australia, because you need insurance to trade. But in New Zealand, people just do crazy stuff because the government is out on death or injury, and you now it's just unacceptable. It's and the problem is, of course, these kids come from all over the world, and you only really ever hear about it when it's a a, a youngster from your own country that dies, and so we hear about it sometimes. Obviously, when it's a UK young person but then there's an American and a Canadian and a Chinese and a South African and and so it goes on. I I just, it's extraordinary, it's extraordinary what's going on. I mean, how did this guy die? You know, two tangled parachutes and then a life jacket that didn't inflate? I know. Why why isn't somebody called to account on this?
0: And they weren't. (laughs) That's the other thing. I mean, it, it was a survivable accident. He, he died. Absolutely. And and yet a review says nobody is to blame. How can that possibly be so? I, I agree with you. I share your Absolutely frustration. Absolutely right. Mm.
1: Yeah. Nobody is to blame. It's just, you know, they should be a major look at what happened. Why did it happen? What are they going to do to stop it happening again? Not just say, oh, well, it's just one of those things, so let's just carry on regardless, which is what is happening. And it's not the first time it's happened. After Emily died, a year down the road, only because of continual pressure, did they actually take the company to court. And then it, it it was, you know, you can't have corporate manslaughter in New Zealand, as you can anywhere else. So nobody, no person was to blame. And then they blanked me completely after that trial. They, nobody answered the phone to me. Nobody answered my emails. All I was trying to do was put in, 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 in place some certain changes to make the whole thing safer. And that was not one size fits all life jackets, which is what Emily was wearing. She was wearing a, a slim 21-year-old girl, was wearing a life jacket that was suitable for a, a 16-stone bloke. And in addition to that, All I said was what you need to do is put crotch straps on these life jackets so that they don't come off. Because Emily died because somebody grabbed her life jacket and pulled it straight off over her head. Your government refused to make any changes because I was an interfering Brit who didn't know what I was talking about. They didn't even acknowledge what I was saying. Because why would they want to? So, all of that would have been Emily was in a survival situation, and nobody was prepared to make any changes afterwards. And that's, and it carries on today, exactly the same.
0: See, I would have thought they would, yes, I know, I'm so emotional um, about it. I'm very sorry to bring all of that back, and Mm -hmm. it's just that the frustration and, and. sense of loss must be huge but the thing is when you said why would they want to you would think this country would want to because we market ourselves as a safe place for young people to come to have adventure absolutely there are some places in the world where i would have been very reluctant for my daughter to do adventure tourism but i would have thought new zealand would have been quite safe to do so
1: yeah be- becau- Emily had been it's just two months out. in South America. Mm. We were concerned all the time she was there. She came to New Zealand and we we breathed a sigh of relief saying, fine, now everything will be okay. And then she died, yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's the reality of it. New Zealand is not a safe place for these guys to come and do this sort of thing. The New Zealand government know exactly what they did. They an, Another lad died very close to when Emily died, and they buried the plane that this lad died in, which had crashed, to stop any evidence coming out. I don't know whether you're aware of that. All this stuff has happened in New Zealand and continues to happen. And they, mar- they, they go on big, mar- there'll be a big marketing drive now, trust me. There'll be lots of money thrown at marketing to tell the world what a safe place New Zealand is. And it's unacceptable because all they should do is spend some money, as any other country would do, on making what happens safe. And as you said earlier, as soon as, the, as, soon as, the, as soon as it dies down, the money will not be spent and it'll carry on happening. And it's just totally unacceptable. New Zealand should be a country in the Western world with the same health and safety as any other country. And it's not. Yeah, and the government knows it's not. You've only got to look at the statistics to see it. So, come on, New Zealand, get your act together. And there should be pressure from within New Zealand to make that happen. Because I know the bulk of New Zealanders don't want kids dying. No, do they?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. As a parent, I just can't think of it. The only thing worse than your child dying yeah. is, is is that a sense that it, things could happen to prevent it. Happening to another child, and it hasn't happened, and that that would make me utterly furious.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know New Zealand is in the UK, but when they hear about this sort of stuff, they are horrified. Yeah, and it is so sad because it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't. You shouldn't hold money back from making stuff safe for kids to do stuff.
0: I know. I was staggered. <laughs> I don't, I don't mm. get it. No, I was staggered when I saw that the reason that the that that a watchdog, a, a universal watchdog had been suspended was simply because of money. Something as mundane and banal and ridiculous as money. Because as you say, there's plenty to spend on marketing. I'm sorry to bring things back for you, Chris. I really
1: am, but I hope this will help. No, no, that's okay. You know, it is such a shame because it shouldn't be like this.
0: It was Chris Jordan who was talking about the death of his daughter Emily and the subsequent failure of this government to in any way, shape or form, provide a regulatory body for uh, an industry that we are renowned for around the world. We have a responsibility to the people who come here to look after them, to do our very best to look after them, accepting that when you're engaged in adventure tourism, things can happen. You know, things can happen, but they shouldn't happen because of neglect. They shouldn't happen because of incompetence. They shouldn't happen because of people's inability to follow basic rules of safety.